Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Passion Connected Podcast. This episode is a little bit heavier this week. I want to talk to the woman who has experienced sexual abuse. So if that is you, then you're in the right place. And I am really excited for this episode. I know that it's going to be helpful help you navigate through some of the difficult things that come with having been abused. If that is not you, I would encourage you to go ahead and and hang on to this episode or at least share it with somebody that you know is dealing with this or has been in this sort of pain before because, frankly, the majority of women that you know have probably experienced some form of sexual harassment sexual abuse, whether that's verbal, physical, there are so many forms of abuse and this world is rough. And so, um, yeah, I would just encourage you to share or, or hang on to some of the information that you learn here. If that is not you, um, if you haven't been through that, because there are a lot of people in your life that probably have and could use some support and could use a friend. So Let's go ahead and dive in. Um, some of the first things that that I want to make note of here is that when I'm talking about sexual abuse, my definition of that is huge and broad because I have not met a single person that has talked to me and I know a lot of stories and I have talked to a lot of people and... Um, I, that is my goal in my counseling career to help women who have been sexually abused. I've heard a lot of stories and not a single one of them is even honestly remotely close to the other. Every single person's story of abuse is very unique to them. Um, It is done by a variety of different people in their life. Um, in different ways, in different formats, with different damages at different ages. Um, there's, there's so much. It can be in relationship. It can be out of relationship. It can be a stranger. It can be somebody in your family. It could be with one body part or the other. It could be with your mouth. It could be with your feet. It could be head to toe. It could be verbal. It could be so many different things. And so you're in the right place, no matter what that form of abuse is. And I want to let you know that if you were to share with me, if you were to talk with me about sexual abuse that you have been through or something that you feel like maybe, or might be abuse, but you you don't really want to call it that because you don't feel like it, you know, fully 
goes by the definition or you feel like it's not fair to other people, like, no, stop, okay? Your story is unique to you. And if you even have an inclination that you have been harmed in one way or another sexually, I want to validate the fact that that is your perception and your story. And it is so valid. It is true to you. No matter what idea in your mind you have that defines rape or not rape, that defines abuse or not abuse, your story is your own and it is valid and you were hurt. And no matter what form you were hurt in, that is valid. So I just wanted to lay that groundwork because, because I think that it is really important. If you're going to go on a healing journey of what you've been through, you have to take ownership and you have to know that somebody here is saying what you've been through is really, really hard. I had a, my very first counseling experience in college and it was honestly the best thing that could have happened. Um, this, this counselor, listen to me walk through my story and share so many different things um, from relationships to family to abusive situations to problems that I was dealing with um, that were my that were self-inflicted um, depression and and mental health issues and all of these different things and after I got the majority of my story out she just spoke up and said wow Amanda, that's a lot. And you have been through a lot and it makes complete sense that you're not okay. And she had tears in her eyes and I was just blown away because in my mind, this, this counseling experience that I had to go to was for a class. I had to go to counseling for this class and I did not expect my story to honestly be that difficult, which is hilarious looking back on it because it is, it's very difficult. There are a lot of difficult things in my life. Um, there are still difficult things in my life that I try to try to deny and say are not that bad or push off to the side and to have somebody sit there and validate me and say, that's awful. You should not have had to go through that was crazy impactful. And I can't, talk to you, all of you (laughs) face to face as much as I wish that I could. Um, but you are there with yourself right now. And I want you to take the time coming away from this episode to validate yourself, validate your story, validate the pain, validate how hard it was, validate how awful it was, validate that it shouldn't have happened or it's not fair, or it caused repercussions that you now have to deal with that you didn't get to choose, that you didn't have a say in. Validate that and stop these these stupid lies that I know I have said to myself tons of times and I have heard pretty much every other woman out there say to herself tons of times that it's just not that bad or I was just, you know being a wuss or I need to get over it or, or it's not as bad as this person's. Your story is your own, like I said, and it's time you start validating yourself, validating what you've been through. And that is the first place to start.
So as I was processing this episode and thinking through all of the things that I wanted to to help guide you in and to get you started in because I like taking action here on the Passion Connected podcast. I don't believe in just listening to something and walking away from it and not not changing my life. Like I need to have action taking steps. So number 1, action taking step for the person who has dealt with some form of abuse is to sit down get out a piece of paper, get out a journal. It doesn't have to be anything specific. Like if you start, if you write in a journal, it doesn't mean you have to write in a journal every day. There's no, there's no rules here. Pull up your phone, pull up a note, whatever it looks like and write down what happened to you and how much you hate it or how much it made you sad or whatever it is involved. Like it could end up being a novel (laughs) or it could end up being a few sentences, but you need to put down this happened. And these are the consequences. And these are the things that feel that that I feel, I feel like it was unfair. I feel upset. I feel used. I feel dirty. I feel different. I feel whatever it is that you feel, go ahead and write those things down, put them there and then validate the heck out of them. Validate them. It is valid that you feel used because you were. It is valid that you feel different because nobody talks about this. It's hush hush. There's the me too movement, but it, but it's for all of the celebrities out there. And it's for people online who, who share their stories. And maybe that's not you. It's whatever it is that you wrote down is valid. So that is step number one. Step number two, I want to talk about being in relationships. So this is for the person who has dealt with sexual abuse and is now in a relationship with someone and is trying to navigate sex, navigate that relationship after having been abused. And there are a lot of things that can be really, really helpful. Um, and there's a lot of things that can be harmful. And I have done both and I have been there for both. So the first thing that came up as I was processing this is do not force yourself to do anything. Do not force yourself to get over anything. Do not force yourself to validate your partner. Like there are so many things that we force ourselves into. And I will go ahead and share a little bit of my story in this aspect, I'm an Enneagram eight. And so one of my strengths is that it doesn't matter the pain. It doesn't matter the problem, whatever. I tend to be the kind of person who just pushes through. And so a lot of this is I'm, I'm speaking to that, but I think a lot of people do it no matter what their personality type is, but just moving forward, moving on, trying to get over it, um, trying to make things better. And In the early stages of my relationship with Kyla, there was a few times that things would pop up that were really difficult, that were reminiscent of a time that I had been abused or reminded me of um, an emotionally abusive boyfriend or reminded me of a a situation that I got myself into that um, was really, really unhealthy, whatever it was. There was several different scenarios and there were times where I would find it was difficult to kiss him or, or touch in certain areas. And, you know, a few days before it might've been completely fine. We'd be making out no problem. Like we're good to go. I was a okay. 
And then a couple days later, we'd kiss and there would be this flashback or there would be this moment or there would be this thing that would come up that I would remember and there would be this little spark of fear. My first inclination when we were in a relationship and in those situations was to just push past. Caleb's not like that person. I should be fine. That was years ago. I should get over it. If I just keep pushing past, maybe I'll forget. Maybe it'll make it better. And all of those were invalidating the experience that I was having. And all they were doing was building up this turmoil. And I've been learning in my, um, my crisis and trauma course about the energy that you build up in your body when you've gone through a trauma, which sexual abuse is trauma. And it is something that your body holds and harbors. It's, it's an energy in your vagus nerve that it hangs on to. Um, and unless you release it in the proper way, it's just going to stay there and it's going to cause a whole host of problems, which I hope to do an episode on this in the future because it's really, really fascinating. But, um, when you do those sorts of things where you're just like, I'm just going to push past. I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to ignore whatever problem it is because I feel like that problem is unhelpful to dwell on. You're just harboring all of that negative energy, all of that pain, all of that trauma, and it's going to cause more problems. It's going to cause anxiety. It's going to cause depression. It's going to cause stomach problems. It's going to cause headaches. It's going to cause a whole host of things because your body can't, can't handle that. It's not meant to handle that. It is meant to release the trauma. Ignoring it, pushing past it is not releasing it. Um, And I think a lot of times we think that it will be like if we just like I said, move on, then maybe we're moving on from the trauma, but that is not the case. Um, and so if you are that person, or if you're in those situations, number one, it goes back to validating yourself, but don't force yourself to do anything, especially not for the other person. And that is what I came up against a lot. I really wanted Kyla to know, I know you're not like them. Um, I know that you're being really gentle. I know you love me. I know you really care, but that doesn't even matter. Like I needed to stop thinking about him in the moment because it wasn't even about him. And I can validate that I love him some other time. (laughs) Like he knows he's loved. He knows he's cared for. And it is his job and responsibility to know his own identity and know that he is not like them and that he is not harming me and all of those sorts of things. And I can, you know, validate and dote on him in that area, but it does not need to be right then and there. It does not need to be when I'm dealing with things. Honestly, it was a diversion tactic for myself to get away from my own feelings and my own problems. And it was unhealthy. Um, and don't follow my example. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't cater to them. Now, obviously don't flip it around and like harm or attack them. You know, this is, this is something that you have to deal with like yourself and they can be a support partner, but don't, don't make it about them one way or another positive, negative. Like it is about you. It is about you in that moment and you need to stop and you need to take the time, be it five seconds be it five months, whatever it is, you need to take the time to process through that thing before you jump back into wherever you were at. 
So fast forward into marriage and I still had not learned my lesson and had several situations um, that I'm still overcoming. I had some very negative experiences with penises as a teenager that were very, very traumatizing for me. And I kept just trying to push through it in our relationship. And all it was doing was creating more fear, more problems. I was like, I should be having sex with my husband. This should be great. This should be amazing. Like I should be able to do this. I should be able to figure this out and, or it should just be good. Like it should just be good. Right? Like we're married now. This is how it happens. Like it all of a sudden becomes awesome. It doesn't. The trauma doesn't just go away because you got married and the trauma doesn't go away because you have an awesome person. And God bless. I have the most amazing husband. I just, I don't even know sometimes like don't deserve that man. But I was trying to push past and he helped me so, so, so freaking much because he stopped Anytime he could feel a little bit of fear, a little bit of tension, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of hesitancy. Um, and I felt like I was normally good at hiding it, but thank, thank the Lord. He was able to see it and he would stop and he would not let us go any further. And he would say, I don't want to watch you push through this. First of all, it's not pleasurable for him to see me in a state of turmoil. Like he wants to see me in a state of enjoying and pleasure with him. Second of all, sex doesn't have to happen right then and there. Just because we started sex doesn't mean it has to continue. Doesn't mean we have to keep going with it. You can stop in the middle of anything, anytime, anywhere, ever. For any reason. And you have to validate that in yourself. Because oftentimes the experiences that you had with sexual abuse are situations that you either felt like you couldn't say no um, or literally couldn't say no. And you have to be able to take ownership now to pause, to say no, to say there's something wrong here emotionally and mentally, and I'm not in it. And I want sex to be beautiful and amazing like it is meant to be. So I need to take a pause. And it's back to that not not pushing through thing. So Fast forward a little bit farther and I have finally figured it out. (laughs) There's a lot of things that I have healed in my life, um, but there are still things that I'm working through. There are things that I am applying my counseling practices, be that behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy or emotion focused therapy to myself for areas of sexual trauma in my life. Hey, if you're enjoying this content, so much of what I learn and get to pass on to you guys is from what I read and what I listen to. And this year I'm at 68 books having been read and that is not including my textbooks for grad school or any of the books that are on my list for my classes. Um, And so many of those books have come from Audible. Now what is crazy for me is that Audible has now upped since I first got my subscription that you get not just one free book, which is what it was when I started my free trial. It is now two free books that no matter whether or not you keep that trial going on, you still get to keep those books. I would highly, highly recommend go ahead and click in the show notes, um, get that free audible trial, get those free books and get started learning. Books can change your life, friends.
There are things that I am applying my counseling practices, be that behavioral therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy or emotion-focused therapy to myself for areas of sexual trauma in my life. And it's working and I've started being able to take steps. But even as I do that, even as I have made goals for myself or figured out, you know, what is what is healthy for me, what is the next thing that I can do or will help make me healthier, um, I am so much more gentle with myself than I have ever been. And it has been healing. Unlike all of the times that I tried to force myself to get over things. I never, ever, ever got over things when I tried to force myself to. But I have come out on the other side, more healthy, more whole, more free, having processed so much of my trauma because I worked through it and have given myself the opportunity to slow down, to pause, to take time. And I know that not everyone has the kind of relationship that I have. Um, Somebody who is, my goodness, I remember he told me, um, I think it was in our first or second year of marriage. And he said, Amanda, if you are never, ever able to do this, I will stick with you for the rest of our life. Like this is marriage. It's not sex. This is a relationship. This is love. It's not just sex. And I know he meant it. I know that he meant it. And I am so, so grateful. And I know that not everybody has that, which is why everyone has to give it to themselves, which is so hard. (laughs) But you have to be able to say to yourself, I am okay and beautiful as I am. And I am growing and want to grow, but there are no expectations on me to change or to heal in any way. If I heal and I take those steps, I will be proud of myself. And if nothing ever changes, I am still loved. I'm still loved by myself and I'm still loved by my creator. Which is one of the last things that I just wanted to say, um, So we talk a little bit about yourself and and the validation you need to give yourself. We talked a little bit about relationships um, with your partner, your spouse, whoever it is. Um, And then I just want to talk a little bit about your relationship with God. The verse that came up for me was, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? doesn't mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is from Romans eight. And, um, 
whatever your abuse, whatever situation, whatever trauma that you have been through, I want you to know that there is someone out there besides yourself, besides whatever relationship, besides me, that deeply, deeply cares that you've been to hell and back. Because he went to hell and back for you. Someone that deeply sees the pain that you've been through, knows it, hears it, heard your cries, sees the repercussions now, and is ready to walk the path of freedom and joy and love and peace and patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control with you. He wants to be there and show you what true love actually looks like. And I haven't, I haven't really done a call <laughs> to Christ on this podcast before. But I'm feeling it in my heart now. If, if you want to talk about who Jesus is, I'm there. If you want to have that conversation, I would love to walk alongside you. If you need a friend in this time of trouble or in dealing with the abuse, I'm here and I 100% believe that Jesus is there for you too if you want to have that conversation with him. So, whew. All right heart and soul poured into this podcast. I love you guys so much. I love this podcast. I love everything I do. I genuinely, genuinely care about you. Um, I'm so glad you're here and I will go ahead and have links in the show notes for my Instagram. Um, I will put my email if you want to reach out and have, have a conversation. Um, I would, like I said, love to help be that sort of support. Have an amazing week, friends, and I will see you here next week.